Hi, this is Bill Arnold. Missed a show or need me talking to help you sleep tonight? I have several solutions to that situation. Here are the podcasts from the show. You are the best for listening and supporting Faith Radio. Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold. You know, after the last half hour with the, the author Patrick Prill, we talked about things atheists say. Uh, enough of that. Now let's talk about things Jesus says and has said. Because in Romans 5, 8, it said, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You talk about love. We're going to talk about love today with Carrie Heddington. And when we think about the depth and, and breadth of God's love, I don't think we can put our arms around it. So we're going to spend the whole hour talking about God's love. So I can hardly wait. Uh, Carrie is an evangelist who speaks throughout the U.S. and around the globe uh, when she can. And she loves sharing the abundant life that we find in Jesus. And she is the founder of the Good News Initiative, and that is uh, a a ministry that provides resources and evangelism. So her heart is to share Christ. She's a graduate of Yale University and got her uh, master's at Harvard and got two graduate degrees in theology, evangelism, and apologetics from Oxford University. Shh, this girl likes school. Anyway, Carrie is uh, with us right now. Welcome back to the program, Carrie. You? <laughs> I'm more concerned about you, my dear, because you live in Dallas with your <laughs> husband, Greg, who is also my dear friend. And what is going on there weather-wise? Well, well, listen, I know that you all are are very well prepared for this kind of freeze and snow, but um, it's really been amazing, Bill. Um, just uh, we had five water pipes burst and oh, no. uh, flooding and wait, wait, we in kept, your house yes and we kept saying every day gosh we've gotten it pretty easy 15 of our churches flooded just in our denomination and uh i don't know if one person who hasn't been seriously impacted it's the need has been incredible but it's really been it's been a heartbreaking week and it's also been such an inspiring week um working with followers of Jesus all over the city you know who were taking in families you know upwards of three families into homes wow. if they had a heat and going out and serving those who don't have homes and the homeless and uh, getting heaters and homeless shelters and food and just watching the body of Christ this week come together as the church has been really, really inspiring. But we've we've definitely been through it. And I've talked with some folks in the in this field and in insurance and other fields say, you know, we've been through Katrina and we've been mm-hmm. through tornadoes and. This is uh, definitely unlike anything they've ever seen. So uh, we we are still we're boiling our water okay. here, but we do have we do have water, but some folks still don't have water, and wow. uh, yeah, it's well, it's it's been something. So, but it's it's been inspiring. It's kind of you know we said to the church, this is 
we're called to serve and let's let's show up and suit up and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So So you had five pipes break in your house. Obviously, uh Greg didn't know what to do, right? <laughs> he, well, you, he you, was, you had he to have called faster than you would think. <laughs> he did. No, that's not the Greg I know. I mean, you, you had to have called somebody right away because it's Greg with a wrench. That's not going to produce a lot of uh, good results. Yeah, yeah, that's why. So we, you know, we immediately, the city came and turned off our water. Okay. But I, every, everyone around us had pipes. I, I'm I've so had, sorry. I only know of two people I've talked with whose pipes didn't burst. Wow, that's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're really, we were not prepared for this. Okay. But the church was, which is, which is, uh, which, which has been wonderful. You know, the church immediately kicked into action across mm-hmm. our city, and so um, that that's inspiring. It 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 really shows. You know, for a long time we've been gathering together and praying together as the body of Christ throughout our city, and it's for moments like these. You know, you know, we we're called to be one, and we're called to get out and serve together, and. As we've been praying together for years, when a need comes, we're 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 ready for action. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. It's been inspiring, yeah. really. Well, it sounds like your heart is full, which is a perfect time to talk to you about the love of Jesus. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, I've been thinking many many uh, some churches right now are are entering into a time called Lent. Uh, which is the shortened form of the old English word uh, Lenten, which means spring season, and um, and and some of us are not practicing that time. But I think it's it's for all of us. We need seasons to to refocus, to to do a real spiritual health check, to check our heart, to check our vision if we're seeing things clearly. And and now is a wonderful time. We need to take time to refocus and fix our eyes on God and his his nature. I think throughout the year we can get so discouraged and disillusioned and distressed, I think particularly this past year. And and the way I've seen it, you know, as I've been talking with people, it's like the lenses through which we see the world have gotten clouded and confused and and we we've, we've forgotten who god is uh we we even get to a point sounds like the 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 talk right before i came on was on atheists we even sometimes question is god even real and the great theologian and missiologist uh leslie newbegin said uh the 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 that the believers, the churches, the community, and the school through which we develop our set of biblical lenses which with which with to see the world that is rooted in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm I'm hoping during our, our hour that we'll kind of take that uh, uh, the 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 screen cleanser for our lenses on our on our readers to help us see a little clearer. Um, you know the faith in the Bible. I think, uh, and I've said this before on your show. You know, faith. I think for for uh, people who aren't believers who hear it, think, oh, th- these are people who just kind of 
take a wild leap into the dark. It's st- kind of jumping into to an abyss and just grasping on to a myth or something we hope is true. Mm. But the biblical view, uh, worldview of faith is is stepping into ultimate reality. And belief in Scripture, that Greek word pisteu, is to trust, to commit to, to put our weight down on. It is a faith so strong we can sit in it like our favorite chair and just trust that it's going to hold us. Um, So I want to look at uh, one of the aspects of God today. Of course, we could look at the holiness of God, that God is all-powerful and just and merciful. There are many aspects of God. But I think, you know, it's February. We just had Valentine's, and our our (laughs) worldly culture wants to tell us that love is all about kind of chocolates and cuddly animals and you know that yeah. that eternity ring and all of that that you've got to buy and um but I want to look at uh I want to look at the aspect of love as part of God's character. And as we begin this, I want us to think about how for our listeners to think about what word comes to mind when you think of God. You know, what is what is the first adjective that would come to mind? And then, so what would that be for you, Bill? Well, uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm, we're talking about love today, and honestly, I would say light or love would be the first thought that would come into my head. Light or love, mm-hmm. that's, that's wonderful. And, and that's, a, that's a positive word, you know. I think, I think particularly this past year, and I was just on a call with lots of pastors today. Many of them are saying, you know, we need to give space for people. I think people are really questioning God and have questions. You know, they're trying to make sense of the, the dual pandemics and what's going on. So so the second question is, um, how how would you describe yourself when you look at look in the mirror in the morning? Um you know, I went to uh, a friend of mine, wonderful friend of mine, uh, named Matthew, uh, was battling cancer, and we went to see this doctor who is a wonderful, wonderful oncologist and and a believer. And kind of out of the blue, he, he asked this question. He said, Matthew, if you look at yourself in the mirror, how would you gauge yourself what number would you give yourself on one to ten? Ten being great. And he said, oh, I don't know, a six. And the doctor looked at him and he said, why? And he goes, well, I've made all these mistakes. You know, I'm just, you know, I I, I, I do things I don't want to do. I'm, I've kind of made a mess in my life. But, you know, I'm, I'm far from perfect. And he said, he said, have, he said, why would you say that? He said, because God, the God who is love, absolutely loves you unconditionally. Has You are a believer in Jesus. You are wrapped in the robe of Christ's righteousness. Why would you call yourself a six? And, and so, but it left, and, and both of us burst into tears in that moment. <laughs> but it got us thinking, you know, um, you know, what is love? That question, Bill, was the the most Googled question of last year. 
what is love, questions about love. Um, and so there are all kinds of concepts of love. Uh, you know, people say, I love pizza, I love my dog, I love my husband. You know, what what is love? And, Bill, I want to talk today that love love is an action and love is a person. Love is a person. 1 John 4 says this. 1 John chapter 4 said, says this. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. For God is love. God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, Since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is perfected in us. Oh, that's fantastic. All right, Carrie. Powerful. Yeah, it's very powerful. Let me take a little break. We'll come back. We'll continue this discussion on God and love. We're going to just enjoy this time of understanding how much God loves us, and God is love. Carrie Headington is my guest. We'll be right back. We're talking about God's love. Carrie is the founder of the Good News Initiative, and she has uh, got a real heart for evangelism and loves to share her faith and equip uh, people to do just that. She's a speaker, and she also uh, has quite a background. Her resume is so different than mine. Let's see. She went to Yale, Harvard, and Oxford. There you go. So... <laughs> <laughs> I just love telling about your resume. It's so it's so interesting to me. Oh, Bill. Uh, I don't know why. I went to junior college for 11 years, you know, so there you go. You know, honestly, like like Paul, it's it's I, I count it all done for the surpassing I, knowledge I, of Christ. Truly. I get I, it. Yeah, I I, truly, truly. Um, but, you know, we're talking today about about God's love, God's love that as it says in First John, if we could summarize the whole of the Bible, God is love in that one verse. Carl Bart, one of the greatest Reformed theologians of the last century, was asked to summarize the Christian faith, and he said this, this brilliant mind, this brilliant, brilliant mind, he was asked, could you just summarize what the Christian faith is all about? He said this, he said, Jesus loves me, this I know. <laughs> For the Bible tells me so. <laughs> oh, what a great answer from a deep-thinking theologian. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. But we can get so blurred in our vision about God and about love. Uh, we really can. And C.S. Lewis said this. 
C.S. Lewis, uh, the, the, the great Oxford scholar, um, in his book, Four Loves, broke it down. And he said there are four aspects to the love of God. And he said this, the, the, and all of these aspects of love, of course, come from God. The first is uh, storge, which is the, the most basic and natural love. It's like a bond between a parent and a child, um, a bond amongst family members. It's described as the most natural of loves. It's not forced. It comes naturally, literally it built into our instinct and DNA. And um, it, it's it's crucial for our survival. Yet um, it can also have downsides, as we know. When when this kind of instinctive familial love is not met, uh, we can feel very very vulnerable, very uh, very bruised, very very hurt when that love is not there. So, but but that's one kind of love that storge that empathy bond mm-hmm. that most basic bond the second is philia which is which is friendship it's the love between friends uh like you and my husband greg totally uh, the ancients call this holy friendship it's a sheer gift from god and and the ancients really saw this as one of the highest forms of love it's a friendship that's a strong bond existing between two people with common values and interests and activities. And and Lewis says this. He says, friendship, quote, is the least biological, organic, instinctive uh, love. It's gregarious and necessary. It's the least of the natural loves, and yet it's one of the highest forms of love. Um, Lewis goes on to say, the ancients... Friendship seemed the happiest and most fully human of all loves, the crown of life and the school of virtue. Yet the modern world, in comparison, ignores it. And this was the sadness for Lewis. He said, we shouldn't ignore this kind of love. It's such a great gift. Think of David and Jonathan in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the downside of that could be cliques and pride, and there there's some dangers there, but it's such a gift. And then eros is where we get the from the Greek word eros, from the erotic love. Um, this was a love, that sense of being in love, being drawn. Um, and eros uh, can be a pro- extremely profound experience, uh, but, of course, it also has its, its, uh, its underbelly for sure. Uh, we see it. I think, I think erotic love has been... Uh, lifted up in our own culture and overly emphasized. But it is a gift from God. It is a gift from God. And then, of course, the agape, um, which is the unconditional love of God, fullness of charity, um, the love that exists regardless of the circumstances. It is unconditional love. It is the greatest of the four loves. God is that kind of love. It is all-encompassing perfect, unwavering, unchanging, ceaseless love. And so this is the love we were made for. This is that, um, as Blaise Pascal calls it, that God-shaped hole inside of each one of us, that relationship we were made for. But, of course, we get blurred. And how do we get blurred, Bill? I mean, we see it from the beginning. God created us out of love 
And at the heart of love, he gave us the ability to choose. And we know that in Genesis 3, we chose to reject God's love. People sometimes ask me, why is the world this way? And I said, this wasn't the way God originally designed it. God originally designed a world of perfect harmony where we were in this perfect love relationship with God and with each other and with the whole of creation. And then, but we chose to go against God. And they say, well, why would God allow us to make a choice to go against him? Well, it wouldn't be love, would it, if it was forced? No. Love is not forced. And to understand that, that at the heart of God, he gives us the ability to choose. I mean, if Greg came to me and said, I give you these flowers because that my instinctual electrical impulses are telling me to give you these flowers, that, that wouldn't feel very loving to me. But if he said, I choose to give you these flowers, I choose to love you, that is what moves us. So, but our, but But when we chose to go our own way, we get clouded of this kind of love. And... We hide. And, you know, God's first question, Adam, where are you? Why are you hiding? Essentially to say to Adam, why are you, haven't you forgotten who I am? Yes, you know I'm all holy. But don't you also know I'm all loving and merciful? And and Adam hides. And the vision gets skewed of who, who God is. And we know that that God then begins to reveal himself through the Israelites. He gives us his law to draw us back to the way of love. This is how you need to treat and worship God. This is how you need to treat one another because we've forgotten how to love each other. And, you know, don't commit adultery. Don't covet. Honor your parents. You know, he's telling us, don't, don't lie. He's telling us how to come back and follow his way of love. He speaks through the kings and the prophets, and he gives judges to help us stay on course. Um, but, of course, we, we we don't fully see the love of God until he comes in human flesh. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world, you know, we know this scripture, but to hear it again, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but have eternal life. And I love how they said it in Hebrews. Uh, I love the opening of the book of Hebrews. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. He is the reflection of God's glory in the exact imprint of God's very being and sustains all things by his powerful word. Mm. As Paul as Paul says, Jesus resides in the fullness of his deity. So good, Carrie. We need to take a little break. Uh, also, uh, when we come back, you're going to have to uh, school me. Did I, have I been saying this word wrong my whole life? I, I always thought it was agape, but you said agape. <laughs> Either way. Oh, phew, what a relief. It's I just thought. not a gape. Okay. It's not a gape. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carrie Headington is my guest. We'll be right back talking about God's love. Let's get it started. 
I'm back with Carrie Headington. She's a evangelist. She's the founder of the Good News Initiative and an adjunct professor of evangelism at Fuller Theological Seminary. Carrie, uh, I love our discussion on the love of God. I, I just can't get enough of it, to be honest. Uh, I can't either. I can't either. And 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 this this is where it gets really good, Bill, because if God is love and all the fullness of the deity, as as Paul says, resides in Jesus, Jesus is love with skin. Jesus is the invisible God made visible, the unknowable God made knowable. Mm-hmm. Jesus is love, and he shows us how to love. So why don't we look at Jesus? You want to look at Jesus? How does he love? Now, there are many aspects we could look at. Uh, I want to look at 10 here. Uh, again, boy, there's so many more we could add. Um, and I, I got quite a lot of this. I've been reading a book lately, The Nine Arts of Spiritual Conversations by Mary Schaller. And it's it's so good, but it's looking at how Jesus loves us and reaches out to us. So so we're just going to look at some of the aspects of how Jesus loved. Number one is he comes to us. He enters into our world, and he seeks after us. Uh, Jesus said, the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Uh, Philippians 2, that great picture where Paul says, Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but he emptied himself, taking on the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. He humbled himself. He became one of us. So especially during this COVID time when people say, gosh, God doesn't even care about our pain, we can take them right to Jesus and say, no, at the heart of God is this deep and profound love that loves us so much that came, came to us and became one of us and seeks after us. Um, Jesus says this kind of love is like a, a shepherd going after that one lost sheep or a woman going after a lost coin. I accidentally threw my wallet into the trash. <laughs> Don't ask. I, you know, you know, when you do crazy things oh, yeah. like that, threw it in the trash. And and anyway, the trash got taken out, and I had to go into that trash bin to get my wallet. And and Jesus says, you know, God comes after us like a woman who goes after that lost coin, and enters into that muck and mire. Mm-hmm. So love comes to us seeks us out, and enters into our world and our life. So we need to receive and know that whatever we're going through right now, Jesus is right there in the middle of it. That's a great reminder, Carrie. Thank you for that. That's just so so good right now. It's so good to be reminded of that. Let's receive that love when our pipes are bursting and our house is flooding, to receive that love and know he's right there. And also that, that question, you know, as Jesus said, our life and our purpose is to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, and soul, and love our neighbor as ourselves. So let's receive that reality for ourselves and then ask ourselves, who do we need to seek out? Who do we need to call and check in on? What do you call it, Bill? You're one and uh, you have a, you have a phrase about making that one phone call to someone. Yeah. It's funny. I can't think of it right now. <laughs> you don't come, it'll you put come me on the you. spot. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. It's it's checking in on that one. Who do you need to seek out to mm-hmm. show that love? So he seeks us. That's one. Number two is Jesus sees us. Jesus sees us. Love sees. You know, we 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 walk by. We move through life so quickly, and we need to know that that Jesus sees us in Matthew nine. It says, when he saw the crowds, Jesus had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And so he sees us. Psalm 139 said he knows our thoughts before we even speak them. He knows the number of hair on our head. If we go into the pit, he's there. If we're on the mountaintop, he's there. He's with us. I love these moments in Jesus' life. You know, little uh, short Zacchaeus. Um, who was always probably trying to get attention from human beings who kind of ignored him, little Zacchaeus, little Zacchaeus. He runs up in a tree when Jesus comes into town, and Jesus sees him and says, I see you, Zacchaeus. Hmm. I'm coming to your house. Or Matthew, the tax collector, who was seen by the Jews as a traitor. Jesus sees him, sees his heart, and goes and says, Come and follow me, Matthew. Um, One of my favorite moments in scripture is you know during this time women were of jesus when the historical jesus walked the earth women were seen as second-class citizens uh women women's uh, testimony was not heard in the court of law men used to pray thank you god i wasn't born a woman and so all the disciples go into peter's mother-in-law's house and they're all kind of like uh, you know, thinking, come on, we got to get the food going. Come on, woman, and cook. And Jesus, it's, the scripture says, Jesus sees Peter's mother in law. Mm-hmm. And he sees that she's sick, and he goes over. And he, 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 he sees that she's sick. He touches her, he heals her. And just that, that thought that God sees us. God sees us. So again, love sees. Love sees us. Let's receive and know that God sees us and is with us. And then let's be attentive to who we need to love and see. Who is God placed around us? Who do we need to be attentive to? Um, my friend Jay John talks about when he first came to, to know Jesus, this route he walked uh, to his job every day. He saw this homeless person and got into conversation with the homeless person, got got the man some coffee and had a talk. And the man said, I've seen you walking here every day, and I've tried to talk to you, and you just keep walking. But today you saw me. And he talked about as he came to Jesus and received the love himself of being seen, all of a sudden he could open his heart and see who God placed around him. So so love sees us, Jesus sees us, and then asks us to open the eyes of our hearts to see who's around us. Such a simple truth, Carrie. Such a simple That's truth. Such a love. simple truth. Yeah. yeah. He, his, his heart was open to God's love, and all of a sudden he now sees other people and yeah. wants to be loving to them. Yes. I mean, it's exactly the way God had it planned. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. The third is, Jesus prays for us. One of the ways he loves us is he prays for us. Um, as it says in, in Hebrews, for we 
do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who in every respect has been tested as we are yet without sin. And then he says, let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. The scripture said that Jesus sits on the right hand of God interceding for us even when we don't know what to pray for, even when all we can do is just groan, it says Jesus is praying for us, even this very moment. And, of course, when Jesus walked the face of the earth, we saw him constantly going away to a quiet place to pray. And he, he prayed for strength for himself, and he, he prayed he prayed for his followers. He prayed that we would be one. He prayed before all of his decisions. He gave us the example of prayer. And then he says, you too can approach God the Father. This is when they didn't even speak the name of God out loud. And, and they would never go into the Holy of Holies. And he says, you can pray to God. You can pray, Abba, Father, Abba, Daddy. You can come to God that way. And then he says, I'm going to be interceding for you day in and day out. So love prays. So Jesus prays for us. The, the, the Jesus intercedes for us. And then we are called to pray for others. And, you know, I try to think of three people every day who who need a touch of love. And I ask God, how can I love them, Lord? Give me the strength to love them. Sometimes people who are pretty unlovable, he puts in our lives. Ask, how can give us strength to love this person and break through with your love? So love, love praise, love praise. Um, number four, we'll just keep rolling along. Why I've don't got we? Yeah. ten. I, I have ten. I want to just hit them and then Let's do it. It's just like being bathed in love. So, so number four is love listens. Um, God is always listening to us. Uh, the book of Jeremiah, God says, call unto me and I will answer. Psalm 121, God hears our cry. He neither slumbers nor sleeps. Um, the, James says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Jesus was constantly listening. You know, he could have immediately said, I'm the Messiah. Don't you know? You know, listen to what I have to say. He taught. He gave some great teaching. But there were times when he really listened. Think about the woman at the well or Nicodemus. He's listening. He he listens to the friends of the paralyzed man who bring their friend to him. He listens. He listens. He's always in conversation. Um, that wonderful story of of the centurion who comes and says, my daughter has died, just listen, taking time to listen one-on-one. -on -one. So God is always, always listening to us. And then it begs us that question of um, who do we need to listen to? I think one of the most radical ways we can be countercultural and be agents of God's love it's just to give people time and listen. We we have great um, feeding ministry going on right now in Dallas, providing groceries uh, to people and food. And people have said time and again, but what we love the most, thank you for the food, but what we love the most is just getting to sit down and talk with someone. Wow. So powerful. Beautiful. Yeah. Love. 
So love Mm. listens. Um, Number five, love asks questions. Jesus asked 126 questions in the gospel. What are you looking for? Do you want to be healed? Why do you call me good? Why, why, Why are you worrying? What do you want me to do for you? What do you think? So love asks questions. Albert Einstein calls it holy curiosity. Cura, curiosity stems from the Latin word cura, which means to heal, to tend to, to take care of. So asking questions. So Jesus asks questions of us. It's not a a one-way dialogue, one way or the other. It's a conversation, and that's part of our healing. And so love asks questions. You know, I think just spending a week and asking people, how are you, and and sitting and listening would be so powerful. Love asks questions. I was um, asking a woman the other day in the grocery store line right before the freeze came. I said, how are you? And she said, well, the public transportation was down. I had to Uber here. So I'm working a whole day's work, but I'm not making any money today. So I'm pretty bummed. And uh, I looked at the uh, uh, another lady who was in line with me. We walked out of the grocery store, and we said, hey, let's put some money together in an envelope and give it to her. But if we if we hadn't asked how is she doing and listened, we wouldn't have been able to bless her. So true. So, so true. Love, love at, Jesus asks us questions, and we're called to ask questions. Yeah. Love questions. Beautiful. N- you know, Carol, I need to take a break. Now I'm you gonna need put to some, take a break. Okay, I, we're in the some, final stretch. <laughs> I'm going to put some pressure on you. You've got five more to go when we come back. So Yeah, we can do it. We can do take it. Take a nice sip of water. We'll be right back with Carrie Headington. All right. with Carrie Headington. She is founder of the Good News Initiative and also an adjunct professor of evangelism at Fuller Theological Seminary. All right, Carrie, pressure's on. We've got five more to go. Pressure's on. Okay. So as we said, Bill, love, love is an action and love is a person. And we see if God is love, Jesus is the, the enfleshment. Jesus is love with skin. And we're looking at the different aspects So we're going to keep rolling along. Number six, Jesus invites us and welcomes us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love invites and welcomes. God, over 626 times in the Bible, Billy Graham talked about this a lot. God is constantly inviting us. Come to me. Taste and see. Follow me. He's constantly reaching out to us. So love pursues, like the poet said, God is the hound of heaven coming. And 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 God welcomes all. For God so loved the world. And we see this in Jesus so perfectly embodied. Jesus, you know, who they said, Who is this man who eats with these sinners, the prostitutes and women and children ran up and sat on his knee and 
tax collectors who were traitors and who touched lepers who had to wear bells when they went into a town so people could run from them and Jesus is healing them who who is this person so Jesus Jesus invites and Jesus loves um people always say uh look you know check your face your space and your place your face are you welcoming people are you inviting people your space or your arms, do you have a posture being outstretched in your place? Are we giving people the best seat in the house? Are we inviting people, uh, you know, now we can't with, with COVID, but into our homes, we can invite them, you know, virtually. Uh, there are ways we can reach out. Are we inviting? Are we in welcoming? Love invites and welcomes. Um, number seven, uh, Jesus journeys with people and is patient. Love is patient um, and and takes time to take people on the journey. It's been estimated that um, 20% of people remember what they hear, 30% remember what they see, 70% remember what they say, 90% what they do themselves. And we see Jesus just over and again being so patient with his disciples, um, teaching them. Uh, taking time with them and journeying. Um, You know, as we love people, we need to be on the journey with them, don't we? We need to have patient and and long-suffering. You know, I don't know how many years I invited uh, one of my family members, I I won't say it here on the radio, but invited him over and over again to come to church. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And literally after about 15 years, he finally said yes. You know, love, 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 love is that way. Number eight, love serves. Jesus said, the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus said, as you give even one person a cup of water, you do it for me. Whatever you do for the least of these, you do for me. And we think about Jesus' example. Though he was God, he washed his disciples' feet. How powerful that is. How powerful that is. Um, and, And he calls us to serve that way. He was constantly feeding people when he saw need, even when he was exhausted. He looked out, saw that people were hungry, he fed, constantly serving. So love serves. And, you know, just as I've seen in Dallas this past week, people finding out who's hungry and people saying, come into my home, be warm, you need food, we'll bring you food, we'll bring you blankets, seeing that the suffering, I mean the serving, servant heart of love mm, of Jesus. Must be beautiful. And number nine, love suffers and is sacrificial. And I really want to really hit on this because uh, people have often said, does God care? We see in Scripture what love looks like. We see Jesus weeping with those who were mourning when they lost their friend Lazarus. Jesus weeps. The shortest uh, verse in Scripture, Jesus wept. Um, We see him suffering rejection. We see him suffering pain. We see him entering into our pain. That's what love does. And it finally, of course, took him to the cross. 
Um, and even on the cross, Bill, we see him saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Love suffers, love sacrifices, love forgives. And so all of these things, think about this love, what we've been talking about in this hour, a love that seeks after us, a love that enters into our brokenness, a love that sees us, a love that listens to us, a love that asks questions and enters into that dialogue and relationship with us, a love that prays for us, interceding for us, a love that invites us, a love that welcomes us, a love that suffers with us, a love that sacrifices for us, a love that forgives us, and then a love that asks us to then participate in this work of love. Abide in me, says Jesus. Abide in my love. Dwell. Receive all that love I have for you. And then go out and be my hands and feet and mouthpiece and heartbeat in the world. As he says in Matthew 28 and Acts 1, he says, Now you are going to be my hands my feet of love. God's love is greater than I think we could ever even imagine. So to end with 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 Paul, who just, I, if we could just even begin to grasp it, Paul says, Romans 8, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, we could add pandemics and floods and broken families and unemployment, anything separates from the love of God? No, says Paul. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation, will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. And may we, may we, Paul prayed, he says, I pray that you'll have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge so that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. This is our prayer. And you know what? We've just touched. I'm sure you'll have callers call in and say, well, what about this aspect? And what about this aspect of God? There's so much more to say, Bill. Mm -hmm. We just touched on it today. Yeah. And you did a fantastic job. I got text coming in with from listeners going, okay, this is really good, really good. And a listener uh, named Kim said, uh, how about I get um, Carrie's notes. I'd like to put them in my Bible, and I'd like to pass them on to a friend. Wonderful. I bet you have notes, Carrie. I do. I'd love to you, send them you, to her. You just email them to me, and then I can okay. send them out for a fee. <laughs> it's a small fee. I mean, you know, just a love offering or something. <laughs> a love offering. <laughs> oh, Bill, I just, I just encourage our listeners in the in this in this season we're in just to soak in the love of God, spend time with Him in the Word and in prayer, and 
and to know to know that his love is unconditional and unceasing and unstoppable and never ending and he's with us this very moment loving us more profoundly than we can ever imagine fantastic job carrie it's been just the perfect thing we needed today and you delivered Ah, oh, thank you, Bill. Thank yeah. you, Bill. Well, you all take care. And good luck getting the house cleaned up. I would imagine the pipes with broken. There's damage to carpeting and, and wood floors and everything else. Indeed, yeah. indeed, indeed. So all right. you have my sympathy. We'll uh, we'll, get, we'll do this again next time, and we'll uh, we'll do it soon. I hope. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Carrie. Bye-bye. Yep. Carrie Heddington has been my guest, and that wraps up our show. It was really a wonderful uh, time together with you. I so appreciate being with you. I hope you've enjoyed the whole show. Um, sometimes I, I, I misstep, I make mistakes, I bumble words, and you're so patient with me. So thank you so much for listening and supporting Faith Radio. It just means the world to me. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Uh, we're going to continue with our prayer series. Dr. Peter Kapser and I will be uh, welcoming back Eric Tanis to the show. And so we're excited about that. Lots uh, of things to look forward to. But for now, have a great night. As you put your head on the pillow, know that God is absolutely working out his great plan in your life. And like Carrie said, he loves you. And so do I. See you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.